Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to come into my bedroom and have sex with me. No, um, to... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you be so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we are in my bedroom, that is the truth, um, but we are going to have a nice open conversation about sex and sexuality, and today uh, you heard his very manly laugh, he's, he's a boylesque performer, his name is Jack Savith. Hello. Welcome, Jack. Hello, internet. Welcome to my bedroom. Thanks for having me in your bedroom, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 they have no idea we can be doing anything. They yeah, yeah, it's audio. They don't know what's I mean, what's happening? What are they wearing? What the are intrigue. they holding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mystery, mystery. Um, how are you? I'm good. Um, my allergies are shit, as I oh, was mentioning. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm quite well. I'm waiting for the sun to come out. Oh, tell me about it. It's terrible. Why? Like in our condo, they shut off the heat for mm-hmm. May. Because that's usually it's the like month. heating season, right? Yeah. yeah. Or cooling season. You turn the cooling on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now there's no heat and we're just fucking freezing. Like, I'm using a hot water bottle at night, like, putting Jeez. in the base of the bed. Like, it's wow. freezing. Does that actually work? Fuck yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, it stays hot for, like, like, I put boiling water in it, like, from the kettle. Yeah. It stays hot for, like... Four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not a physicist or a chemist, so I don't understand how it works. Me neither. Or, like, my mom used to do it, but I've started to question her judgment on some shit. (laughs) But she questions mine, you know? Like, she doesn't know why I have so many tattoos. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's like, we just agree to disagree. Hot water bottle, if it works. Does she know you're a boylesque performer? She does. Whoa, yeah. She does know. What does Um, she think? She cried. Oh, she cried? Yeah, she cried. Um, She cried. Uh, I... I told her fairly recently because I didn't like, you know, my mom likes to try and keep in touch with me and my brother both, even though we're both these, like, slightly wayward, off-on-our-own-world, creative, quasi-creative types. Yeah. And my mom's very, um, square, I guess. My family's very square. Um, She's not hip? No, unfortunately not. She's not hip at all. She doesn't try to be hip either, though, which is fine. But she's not, like, conservative square. She's just, like... She's your typical suburban mom. Like typical she loves mom. me very much, and but but she cried. She cried. Yeah, she cried. She. Um, Why did she cry? Do you think? Um, I think, I think it was just the sort of culmination of so much of her son just kind of becoming such a weird person, <laughs> Rel- like in, in like in so many, like yeah, like over the course of a decade or more, like. Just she's, got weirder and she's weirder. She's just watched her kids because, like, her, she's. I've got one brother, and she just watched her two little boys just grow into these like fucking weird people. What does your brother do? My brother um, teaches ESL uh, up around my neighborhood mm-hmm. in like Midtown Toronto, but he also makes music. Uh, my brother makes like I'm probably oh he'll kill me if he hears me describing it this way. My brother makes like <laughs> it's like experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say atonal. 
that doesn't sound like a compliment either. But <laughs> no, but like, like it's like he makes like he makes everything from like more synthesizer based like kind of indie pop stuff to like I've heard him do some weird freestyle stuff that's just like very off the beaten track. And yep. So he does. He's got about a zillion different keyboards and cool shit like that. Oh, cool. Uh, he lived off in London for a couple years. Um, and, like, yeah, he just, he primarily just likes to make music. Yeah. Um, My brother's a DJ. He's, a, like, oh, nice. jungle, old school jungle cool. DJ. So he's got, he's the same thing. Like, he, he's got, like, a day job. He, he works at York. Um, yeah. Like, groundskeeping at York. Um, but he, yeah, he's, like, all about the music. Yeah. <laughs> His life is, like, music life. And people Hashtag who are into music, music like, they are into music. Like, mm. I can't, I don't have the attention span to sit down and put a record on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and my brother will just, it's, like, Saturday. It's, like, what are you doing? You know, he's, like, oh, I'm just listening to records today. Yeah. My brother, same thing. Yeah, he's, like, oh, I'm just uh, practicing. Yeah. Practicing my set. I'm just, like, it, he lives show to show. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy, but, um, I mean... But yeah, I mean, relative to my family, like we're, what we're doing is just a little bit different. Um, yeah. And even for me, like, you know, I work in bars and... You yeah, know, your day I, job is yeah, working I, at bars. I work right? at a bar and like this is relatively new and, you know, my mom's always kind of wanted us to be like, have a family, white picket fence, like, you know, yeah. own some. And I get, I think for like, for people who come from working backgrounds, like, Home ownership is the dream because that's how you get a foot up. That's how you, you know, that's something that's yours that you can then sell and, and have something to show for it, not live in debt or whatever. Yeah. So that's just her her idyllic yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah, dream for you. And, and she watched brother. me live through it um, and not like it and crash ah. out of it. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, so I've got like, I've got the side of my head is shaved. I've got tattoos. I've got, I've got my ears pierced. And so then to tell her. I didn't like saying to my mom when she's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you up to? My mom thinks like, I don't do anything. She thinks that when I'm not working at a bar, I'm just You're partying or... I don't, I mean, I don't think she thinks I'm on drugs or anything, but you know, I didn't like, I always, I'm always doing something and I didn't like just saying like, oh, you know, we're not doing anything, just nothing. So I'm like, I I don't like lying to my mom who tries to be close with me. So I told her, um... What did you say? I said, you know, I said, hey, I wanted to, you know, I've started to take dance again. Um, so you took dance previously? I, yeah, I had done some like ballroom, blues, swing, uh, mm-hmm. Latin dance and stuff. And not not too much, like not enough to really inform my dance now. But <laughs> yeah. she had known me to take dance Okay, classes. so um, you had, I've taken dance before taking dance and again. I'm taking it again. And yeah. she's like, oh, that's great. She's like, and, she, and I said, I'm like, but you know, I'm like, I, I want to tell you about the kind of dance he is. And she just immediately like, <laughs> you see the shoulders <laughs> hunch and she kind of turtles up and... She's like, okay. Oh no. And I said, I'm, you know, I've been taking, um, I've been taking burlesque classes for some time. And I said, I've actually been performing on stages in Toronto and, and, and about and in other places too, for about a year. Um, and she's like, okay. And I think she thinks that I'm shining her on. Um, yeah. And she asked me, she's like, what, so what is that? Mm -hmm. And I usually describe it as like. I don't know, like, I'll refer to some random showgirls movie, but with men, right. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, so are you a stripper? And I said, no, I'm not a stripper. I'm like, it is it is different. Um, and I said, usually there's a bit, you know, there's a little bit more um, of, like, a story arc or a costume or, or a It's theme. kitschy. It's, there's yeah. a sense of humor to it. Even when it's dead sexy, um, like, there is still an element of kitsch to it, I think, which, which is healthy, I, agree. I guess. Not I that agree. there's anything wrong with not having any kitsch, but... That's just how I... Or that there's anything wrong with stripping. Totally. Yeah, 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 totally. I just, you know, it's not... Not where you do. There's 
there's male strippers out there and that's just not what I do. Like, yeah. I should be so lucky though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> they're, so I, they're rolling in it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. They're making, yeah. I mean, it's raining tens for of them. dollars. Like they, yeah, they're having a great time. So <laughs> they're, they're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, see, I mean, I, I, I got it through to her. Like I kind of explained to her what it was. I used the example of, I don't do a speed racer act, but I'm like, you know, mom, it's like, it's fun. Like a guy comes up on stage, just as speed racer. And then he takes his clothes off. <laughs> And, I mean, that was not a good example. But she's like, why? Why Why, why? is he taking his clothes off? And I'm like, I, like that's a good answer, Mom. I'm like, why? Why? She's wow, like, why, why are you doing this? And she started to cry, and she just, you know, I think she's just seen me deviate so much from the white picket fence dream that, you know, she she literally said, she's like, I've had, I had such high hopes for you, and oh, it, it, it actually, it hurt me quite a bit to hear that at first, no but um, I know that she meant it from, a good like, place. A, yeah, from a good place, and I, I said, like, you know, I'm fine, mom, like, I'm, I'm, I'm making good money, you know, like, this is a hobby that I, I do take seriously, but, like, you know, I'm like, if you're worried that I'm going to run off and be naked all the time, which is a great life <laughs> for me, honestly, I'm like, yeah, I'd love that, but I'm thinking, I'm like, I'll just make my mom feel okay about this. I'm like, if you're worried that I'm going to run off and be your full-time naked son, like, you don't need to worry about that. Like, this is just something I kind of pursue on a more recreational level, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's fun for me. It's, like, it's expressive yeah. and stuff. But. It's creative. It's, yeah. Yeah. All but those things. Again, I think for, for more square folks, like, you know, it's always the question. It's like, well, why is that creative for you? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if we can... If you keep asking, like, well, why is, like, what do, what makes you creative or what makes you feel creative? Like, if you keep boiling that down with, with another question, I don't know. I don't know what the final answer to that is. Yeah, I like, just have the desire to yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> it comes from a feeling somewhere, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't require any psychoanalysis in my mind. I'm like, don't worry, you were a great mom. That's not why I'm taking yeah. your clothes it off. Just you makes, were wonderful. It just <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah. It's so just, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun and it makes me happy. Yeah. So she, um... You know, I yeah, I, was, I, I bet it was a bit of like, oh, I failed as a mother, like a yeah, bit of that. yeah. Like, and, what did I do wrong? Like and that. I, I felt like I failed as a son at, at, a, at a certain. I know, you know, it's like I'm. I'm it's I'm just tragic a, on both yeah. both sides of it. It's just yeah. And I'm an Italian boy in a house with like you know two Italian sons. You know, so it's like we were we were her little princes. You know, like and like you know we're all mama's boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I. I don't know. I was sad that she took it so so poorly. I guess and so I, personally. Yeah, because I would have liked to have you know I would have liked to have kind of taken it another step and said like you know come to, come see yeah, what it is come yeah. to a show you yeah, know I yeah. wouldn't put on like you the know racist number ever, no but. oh god no um, but you know I'd put on something kind of fun or kitschy I've, I've I've got a duet um, that I mean relative to some of the stuff I do or or that my, my duet partner does, is like, it's pretty classy, it feels like. Like, yeah. I'm a sailor, she's a siren. Like, it's a pretty classic number. There's yeah. fans. Like, it's stuff that people can relate to. Like, I'm in a Navy uniform. Like, Cute. it feels pretty safe. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not in a thong yeah. at the end. Like, yeah. so it's like, you know, there's stuff like, yeah, come out and see it. And yeah. People can appreciate this. Yeah. Anyone can appreciate this. Exactly, yeah. right? Like, but, <laughs> um, but I just thought, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, I've kind of just, I'm back to square one where like, I don't, I don't really mention when I'm getting up to stuff because I don't want to... You don't want to upset yeah, her. Yeah, I don't want to drum stuff up for I don't want to upset her. And, yeah, it's, I mean... How long has it been since then? Uh, a couple months. Oh, really? Yeah, so not, really yeah, recently. Yeah, it was pretty recently, yeah. Oh, it, was, uh, it was probably, like, late 
2016 or yeah. whatever last year was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever never, year in the future. I right? never know what year we're in. Yeah. So it was really recent. It was really oh, recent. Shit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, it's funny with moms. Like, I think my mom has, I, I probably don't live her ideal life for me mm. <laughs> either, but she's just really sweet. She finds, she's a really strong lady, super strong lady. And I think she, you know, accepts that this is kind of my chosen yeah. path. And she's like, I'm going to support you. You know, it may not be my number one thing that I dreamed for you, but, you know, I'm going to be your biggest fan anyways. Well, what else can you do? You yeah, know? exactly. Like, I yeah. mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you can be a total asshole about it and fight me every step away. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the best thing to do. Like, Yeah, like, hopefully so. that won't that won't last long because that's not, if, if she wants to have a close relationship yeah. with you, that, that can't be I the way. It, yeah, I mean, I, she's supportive in her own way. Like, she's never told me not to do something or not to pursue something. Thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so out of her range of experiences, you know, like that it's, I get it. Like, I get it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't take it. Um, I was sad that she was sad. That was it really. I was sad sure. that, it, that it was hurt, that it hurt her, but like, sure. I didn't take it as a slight on me or, or on what I was doing or anything like that. Yeah. And you I'm don't like, feel like shame. No, now about no, it. no. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, in time, like you'll, you know, you can come around and, and yeah, it'll be fine. Or yeah. or it won't. It will just, like, it'll be the thing we don't talk about. And, like, that's fine, too. Yeah, to have the separation you know? there. Yeah. If that's something she can't, that's kind of... It's not a big deal. Like, I'm not I'm not the type to come down to sit at the dinner table and just talk about... I don't know. I guess, I, like, it's something that I do recreationally for me. So I'm like, I don't know. What, what am I going to talk to you about it? Like, that time I spent three hours rhinestoning this shit like I don't like that was exhausting I don't have anything more to say about it you yeah. know, like, so yeah. so if need be you could compartmentalize yeah. kind of that I yeah. have for so long anyhow yeah that it's just you know like um I I live uh in a polyamorous relationship as well oh I didn't realize that yeah and cool. yeah um and it's and it's great and everything and again like you know my poor mother like to you know, to tell her like, okay, mom, and here's here's another thing about me, and here's another thing, and oh, it's like, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. on and so forth, and it's like, she, it doesn't affect her. Um, I don't. I'm not at the place where I'm. You know, I'm looking at bringing two partners to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or anything. So it doesn't really matter. You know, if it does down the road, if I'm if I'm with multiple partners who are all really family oriented. Yeah, and, and who like, want to practice yeah. that type of polyamory where you're all together. Especially you know? like I I mean, like I try and practice something non hierarchical, but yeah. It winds up being hard. Like I live I live with one of my partners. Yeah, so you, you know? have so a nesting like, partner. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I can say like I, I can say I try to eschew terms like primary or secondary, but it's yeah. in practice, like you live with her. I live with the one so, person. Oh <laughs> yeah. that's the hierarchy. Like it's just the way it is. But yeah. I mean, yeah, if I was if I was in, you know, my other partner, you know, she doesn't, she's, she doesn't care about the family stuff particularly much, right. you know? So, but like, I mean, if she did, you know, if it was, if it was painful for her that like, that, that, that's something she can't participate in. Then by yeah, all means, I would, kind of bring I would, her over for dinner, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would discuss things with my parents because they realize how unconventional, um, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would take a lot more work explaining, I think, than, uh. Than doing burlesque. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, they'll be like, so are you Mormon? It's like, no. Are you in a cult? No. no. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I am witchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so did you did you actually have, like, a coming out for being polyamorous? 
uh, to your parents? No, no, just again because it's like. Or is it something that you kind of offhandedly like? The stuff I do to my mom is like <laughs> kind of like offhandedly mention, and like sometimes she listens to the podcast, so she knows stuff she knows through there. Up, yeah. So like I don't need to really tell her, even though I should yeah. probably have these conversations with her, but she knows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't mentioned anything on the slip. Just like I'm not. I'm not really, I'm not really close with my parents, you know, like they, they like being in touch and they've always, you know, my grandparents moved over to Canada in the sixties and from where, from Italy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when my parents were young, they got married. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you'd live at your, your parents' place for a couple years and then you move on and then your parents would kind of follow you play. Like you all live sort of in the same, like one two kilometer radius and like mm-hmm. if the kids needed to be babysat you'd have family and so when they migrated out to the suburbs everybody followed right. and so they're they've lived their whole lives in close proximity to family who you know their relationship is built on the fact that we're family it's just period yeah. and that's okay but for me um i think just growing up being i don't know eccentric or different like I was a slightly weird kind of awkward nerdy kid kind of always yeah (laughs) I I still am in many ways um but like yeah it didn't having my family who were all like yeah they didn't want to talk about Lord of the Rings like they didn't want to play magic cards or like they didn't want to you know turn Donkey Kong on and 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 jump on reptiles heads like my dad would he was cool about it he sucked but you know (laughs) sorry dad but you sucked dad you're terrible you sucked um, but we'd let him play. He'd have a turn. But like, you know, so, so my relationship with them was like, I love them, but they were the people that I'd see for dinner. You know, they were the people that I, you know, I know that they like to see me for mm-hmm. no other reason than it's me. And that's a wonderful feeling. So like, I'll go visit my nonna, you know, I'll go, I'll drop in, I'll have coffee. Um, not as often as I should, you know, but I do. And that's really sweet. Yeah. For even if it's just for 25, 30 minutes, cause like they're just in their seventies, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need so to be we'll talk about the weather. We'll talk about <laughs> politics. Like, well, my nun is a bit of a rebel. So she, she's always kind of had it out for the church, even as a Catholic, like oh, she wow. hates the organization. I, I guess I get it from her. I yeah. Know. Maybe. I was going to yeah. say like, where do you and your brother get it from? Yeah. It's, it's from her. I think it's um, from her. Everybody's yeah. very straight cut and straight laced, but she's, she's a bit of the rebel as much as a 70 year old. <laughs> A lady can be a rebel, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love to see those old ladies with just like dyed blue hair and like I love that shit. I'm like that that's gonna be me. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like women with like because the like pastel hair. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing the pastels, yeah, right? So I see huge. a lot of ladies with like the purple, like the yeah. purple hair, older, elderly. I like ladies. it. I, I love it. I mean, my my grandmother, even when she was in her fifties, um, she stopped dyeing her hair. Mm-hmm. Which was like so much more common than I guess in the in the nineties. Um, like that older woman, you would just always dye your hair. Like, you sure. couldn't have white hair. Yeah, and she sure. stopped well before it was fashionable to do so. And people would ask her, and she said, "She'd say, you know, I've got an old face, an old body, and a young person's hair." She's, she's like, "That's that's stupid." <laughs> So she's I'm like, not fooling yeah, anyone. She's like, you don't like it? I don't care. <laughs> you know? I'm old. What the yeah. fuck do I care? Like, I'm just a, I'm an think? old lady. You know? So, so that's like, and I, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Good for you. You know? And she'll she'll peace out of uh, dinner. Like when she's done eating and she's had her coffee, she, she's, she's just tired like, of talking. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go home now. I'm good. And like, and family would give her, you know, they would give her grief for this, but she's like, I gotta do me. I'm the matriarch. Like I'm, d- I'm done. You yeah. know, like, I- I'm tired of talking to you. <laughs> so I think I get that a little bit 
from her, but just with the experience of, like, I wasn't an Italian housewife yeah. in the 60s. Like, I, I got to go and live in the city and everything yeah. and escape my white picket cage that I built for myself for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So how did you how did you actually get into dancing, into burlesque, um, boylesque? About a year, well, over a year ago. So the partner that I live with, the Atomic Pixie, mm-hmm. uh, is a burlesque performer in the city, and she's yes. been performing about two years, mm-hmm. give or take. And so I would go to a lot of her shows. We would go to a lot of different shows together. Um, and uh, I guess... About a year and a bit ago, her and her friends who had taken classes at the Toronto School of Burlesque over at Queen's Spadina mm-hmm. um, would just kind of goad me until they're like, why don't you do this? I don't, why don't you try this? And one girl and I had this kind of mock rivalry about like who would who would be on stage first. And she's like, if you go and take classes, she's like, I will, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go do it too and everything. And... A friendly rivalry. I, but I hate... Well, I love being challenged, but I hate being challenged. Like, if you challenge me, I have to do it. So... <laughs> I will end you. It, yeah, it kept happening, and I was like... You know, and so they offered a boylesque course... Um, at Toronto School of at Burlesque. At Toronto School of Burlesque about a year and a half ago or so. And it was being taught um, in tandem by Red Herring, who's a big name in the city. Yeah. Uh, is she, and, like... Is she the operator of Toronto School yeah, of Burlesque? Yeah, yeah she she's is, She's the right? owner-operator. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then she puts on monthlies, um, down the street at the Rivoli. Yeah. That's, uh, first, first Wednesday of every, every yeah. month. Yeah. Uh, but she was doing it with, um, basically like, and if there's another Boylesque founder who wants to correct me, he can, and I'm sorry, but basically like the, the founder of Boylesque in, in Toronto, Toronto, as far as I'm aware, which is James and the Giant Pasty. Yeah. And so together they offered a Boylesque class, a pair, a 101 and a 102. Right. And then at the end of the 102, as is tradition um, for <laughs> There's like Toronto a, a class classes, show or something? No, not, or? not actually. Uh, well, there is a class show every year, but there's also um, graduates get basically, you'll do a few privates. You'll kind of just be sharp enough so that even as an amateur, you're, you're still kind of minimum level stage worthy. And then Redwood cast you in her monthly. Cool. So the monthly ha- features both like virgins to the stage yeah. and pros. And veterans, yeah. What we did was there were a dozen boys. Um, it was such a big class. It was such a great turnout, like awesome guys. And they, and it's just, there's not many, there's not too many boyless performers in the city. Yeah. And so to have some fun with it, they decided they would put out a specific show just for us instead of like kind of running us through the monthlies or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they they hosted what was called the Fresh Meat Show. Cool. Uh, which was about... So I debuted about this time last year, actually. Wow. Yeah. So I was about... After about six months or so of class, I debuted around this time. Like, I think next week this year was when I debuted. And we, we had a sold-out show at, at uh, Revival. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So what kind of stuff... What, what, what were the classes like for the six months that you took? Um, you'd start with... Like, it was a combination of... Stage makeup, so the smallest bits of it were probably, so stage makeup, mm-hmm. um, how to run an Instagram account or just kind of like conduct yourself professionally as a performer, like how to use social media to yeah. your advantage. Um, and then obviously there was a movement part of it, and so men are, like just the way we're raised in a patriarchal society, like yeah. we aren't trained to see ourselves as sexual objects. Yeah, or to move. Or to move like, yeah. like something that should yeah. be sexual. To be, like, in your body. Yeah. To be, yeah. No, to, our, it, we are not. <laughs> yeah, to know how to move your body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, be in touch with your body. It's yeah, not really... so that, 
Uh, that was an interesting experience in watching 12... Some of us were, were pretty good off the start. I was not one of them. Um, <laughs> but some of us were pretty good. Like, some of us you could tell, like, you know, with, oh, with the dance background, yeah. you know, like, they could gyrate their hips pretty well. Right. And, like, and I got in there and I couldn't, I couldn't isolate any body part, you know? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't shake my ass. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't body, like, I mean, body rolls harder and I still don't do it great, but, like... You know, I couldn't swivel my hips, anything. Like, yeah. I couldn't isolate a body part and just yeah. move it. Like, I was yeah. this clunky machine. Um, so, a big part of it, obviously, was, like, getting us to kind of loosen up, be comfortable with us. Yeah, be com- confidence, yeah. kind of, as yeah. well. So yeah, so sometimes we'd have classes where, like, we're spending half a class just, like, walking at a mirror. Yeah, It's like, yes. walk at that mirror, be sexy. What is, what is be a confident. Sec- yeah, what does yeah. sexy look like, you yeah. know? And it's like, or... And, you know, and, and the instructors would, like, they'd correct a posture. They'd say, like, here's a... You know, they would show you, here's how to move dominantly you know like yeah, here's, here's a how, stronger posture yeah here's, here's yeah. how to here's how to say it with your body language you know you don't you're not out there carrying a sign saying like this is an act about like a sexually dominant man or something like you have to sell it with your body yeah you know so you know you close your legs and you and you look demure like that's that's considered submissive you know you spread your legs dick out yeah now you're suddenly aggressive and dominant and like you can go you can run the gauntlet between the two yeah. but like these are as examples, like, styles that you can approach the stage with. And right. so we'd go through that and... Do you learn choreography? Like, would she teach you a full dance? or? Um, no, there were other classes at the school that we could go to for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would just more specifically hone in on doing, like, on choreo. But here, it would basically be, like, you know... There was costume design as well, so how to make snap pants. Yeah, because that's um, a huge, yeah. <laughs> huge part of being a burlesquer and boylesquer. Yeah. You gotta make your own shit. Yeah. Your yeah, own you tearaway yeah. shit. There's, I mean, there's great... Um, costume designers in the city that but a lot of people rely on but like does it, it gets everyone expensive. have that money yeah yeah, yeah. no but, so you, you know, learn all that that's yeah, awesome you learn that i learn like you know you learn how to like how to do the classic sort of removals so like tie removals um how to remove your pants with snaps zippers or just to take them off yeah um you know all that stuff and then what we would you know we'd we'd sort of develop like stage personas we started working on that bitways through the the 101, um, and then we would also uh, we would also work on a routine like we'd have a, our 101 routine that we would be building kind of as we were going. We'd workshop that a bit, and then in the final class, it would be sort of we would all perform, mm-hmm. uh, and we get we get criticisms like from one constructive criticism. <laughs> I was like, "You were shit, boo! <laughs> 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 hey, buddy, you forgot to take your pants off." <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, very. Everyone was so lovely. We oh, we we'd nice. have constructive criticism from ourselves, and more importantly, from the from the pros who actually know what they were doing. Yeah, sure. Um, that's very valuable. Yeah, we'd workshop that a class, and then we would perform it again after it had been workshop, and you you would really see the improvement. And then in one hundred and two, it was similar structure, just kind of more at an advanced level. Design another routine. Um, so we everyone coming out of the one hundred and twos technically has two routines under their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, some people keep them, some people don't, uh, like I know performers who like, I think they've, they've done maybe their 101 routine out there once and they're like, I hate this. I never want to do it. <laughs> and, like, cause, and I like, I hate my 101 routine and like, so these are solo routines. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That gotcha. gotcha All gotcha. solo routines. Yeah. 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 yeah no, yeah. we weren't, we weren't like a, okay, okay. we weren't a troop. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, a troop. yeah, yeah. Um, right. There's a couple of troops in the city, actually, but like, no, we were not a troop. We were all learning how to be able to go out there in the world and solo routine and pitch as a solo a, artist. Yeah, as a solo artist and pitch for a gig, get it, perform, not be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the that's top to we bottom of that. Yeah, exactly. Great, 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 great. And the more stage time you get, the better you get. Um, the more time sure. you spend in the studio dancing, just the even, better you get. Even kitchen, 
dancing in your kitchen. Yeah. The better you get. Yeah. So I yeah. I get a, a mad living room burlesque uh, happening <laughs> at yeah. least a couple times a week. <laughs> yeah, I see that on the videos sometimes. It's awesome. Living room burlesque. Yeah, I got yeah. one on my phone. I'm gonna post. Um. <laughs> Uh, we are at break time already. Oh my God. Um, we'll take a very quick break. We'll be back with Jack Sabbath. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. We're here with Jack Sabbath. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello, I'm Jack Sabbath. <laughs> Please talk like that for the entire second half. I'm very, very sexy. <laughs> Just trust me. Come to my shows. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> the worst boyless catfishing ever. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> So let's talk about um, your your style. Like, who is Jack Sabbath? Cool. That's a good question. I like that question. Um, who is Jack? So who is Jack yeah. Sabbath? Well, Jack Sabbath is Jack Sabbath is like a cross between a pirate, uh, a rock star, and a little bit of a cowboy. Um, That's amazing. And I, I tried to develop a tagline earlier, which sucked, so I didn't keep it. It was like Jack Sabbath, like born from. Born from a night of passion between a demon, an aging rock star, and a box of glitter. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I like yeah, that. I, I just like I just I don't know. I just never stuck. It. Yeah, I th- um, so I'm working on other taglines like the the, the greatest allure north of bluer. Um, <laughs> but uh, one one of my partners is Jack Sabbath. The neighbors know his name. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm like that. Hmm. But anyways, yeah. That's that, a that's a thinker. A bit yeah, of a yeah, thinker, yeah. I had to. I'm like, I'm not always the brightest. Shed in the tool, whatever. <laughs> shed in the tool. Nice. So I'm like, the fact that I had to think long. I'm like, what does that mean? Like yeah. maybe someone else would get it instantly. Yeah. But we're not using that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jack Sabbath is, and obviously you can tell from from me here, not in persona. I'm mm-hmm. pretty. I'm pretty playful. I'm pretty. You know, I think people, sometimes people see me and it's why, okay, it's why suburban moms who aren't my mom fucking love me because I'm like a safe bad boy. Like, it's like, oh, he's got a mohawk and tattoos, but then he's he's, really sweet and fun and funny. He's sweet and eloquent. And when he opens his mouth, he's like this happy little puppy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so most people kind of see me and before they hear a peep out of my mouth, they, they have sometimes certain assumptions about me or that like, oh, danger. Like they think you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, um, yeah, but like, you know my eyes will twinkle and I'll smile and I'll say something ridiculous. And, and they're they, like, oh. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you know, so Jack Sabbath is not that person. Jack right. Sabbath is... Yeah, Jack Sabbath is, is you know, he's more sexy. He's he's, he's the bad boy, yeah, for sure. Jack Sabbath's the actual he's, bad boy. He's not the safe bad boy, yeah. Because know. I don't... I, I find, like, in my real, every day-to-day life, I'm like, I can't take myself so seriously all the time. Like, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you can't! No, no you why? can't. Why? Like, why would it'd you? Be, it'd be exhausting. And even, even when I'm in persona mode... Um, I find it kind of laps back to like plain old muggle me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but 
I mean, there's you in the character, I'm sure. There's yeah, a lot of you exa- in the character, yeah. so... Yeah, well, the character is a place where I can express that... That side of yourself. With... Yeah, with... Yeah, exactly. In... In a specific setting that is all conducive to that. And I have a costume, I have a face on, you know, like I'm, I'm, my makeup, I've, there's glitter all over my body, you know, and I'm telling a story basically. And I'm, I'm presenting something on stage that even if it's an act where like it's, it's not a comic act, like it's a serious act, for mm-hmm. example, um, it doesn't feel like, mm, it's like, get a load of this guy taking himself so seriously up there. It's like, yeah. no, it's like, well, we're all there to see that. Like we're all there to be part of that. They're in, their, they're in that world. Yeah, we're all in that headspace. And, you know, so and if Jack Sabbath got off on got off of the stage and was, like, having a drink with you and just let it fart out, it's like, that burst that <laughs> fantasy, you know? It'd be yeah. like, wait a minute, you know? Or if Jack Sabbath laughed, like, <laughs> you know? It's like, hey, you're not sexy, you know? Like, not that Peter Griffin can't be sexy, but, like, yeah. you know? So that's a space where, you know, as an entertainer, like I can, I can bring all those parts of myself. That's exactly what people want, or that's exactly what I'm creating for the demographics that, that I'm, you know, kind of more catering to. Yep. Which is, um, which is mostly, mostly women, yep. um, mostly women, uh, and, and gay men, uh, yep. which sounds kind of obvious, I guess, yeah, as a boy yeah, less yeah, performer, yeah. but I, I find I find when I'm watching Boy Less, there's a lot of acts that, and this isn't a slight against them, but there's a lot of acts that will start f- masculine and the arc is to end femme, or, you know, a man strips down to pantyhose and, like, like the, that, the twist is, like, it's a man that you, he comes out, he's doing something masculine, and then he's not. Right. You know, and now it's like, oh, actually, you know, he's actually very feminine, or he's doing this, or he's doing that. Um, and that's fine, but, like, that's... I don't know whose gaze exactly that's performed for. Right. Um, and so to me, sometimes when I'm a man watching a man mm-hmm. strip down to be more feminine, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to say I find it offensive, though I've, like I've, I have heard some people express those sentiments. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's like this sometimes feels like it's an act made for other straight men. And it's a sign that's where because we're so unused to being sexualized. It's a sign of saying, like, I'm not a threat to you. I'm not here to emasculate you. You know, I'm not here to necessarily be sexier than you. Look, I'm funny. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm in I'm in woman's underwear. You never saw this coming. Right. Um, and that's not what I do. Uh, like, that, very conscientiously, that's not what I do. Because, right. you know, just having watched burlesque for more than I've been performing it, you know, my female friends uh, and gay friends alike would just say to me, it's like, that was fun, but, like, that didn't... F- that wasn't sexy to me, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was fun when he came out dressed in, like, for example, like the police uniform. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen such an act, but like, you know, he, it was fun when he came out as the cop, mm-hmm. you know. But when when the cop stripped down to like have a bikini on mm-hmm. unexpectedly, um, in in what is very clearly not not really like meant to be a gender bent. Act. Yeah, you know that's what, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, think it's important to say that we're not talking about like totally. this androgynous kind of gender fuck yeah, type no, of a no, no, draggy no. type of a yeah, no, 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 statement. No, not at all. Like that. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's all awesome, you know. And it's like that's, but that's that's not what those acts are. It's it's a, it's very clearly. You a know, straight it's a male cis man, straight cis man who comes up, yeah, yeah, and thinks it's funny to have, uh, yeah, and that's to I mean, reveal a bikini under exactly, or whatever. yeah, and that's that's probably the harshest. Like I, I don't, I don't read it. 
like I said, I don't read it as intrinsically offensive, but again, as a as a mostly straight cis man, definitely cis man, like, like that's that's not my call. Like, the fuck do I know? But yeah. I know that for me, you know... You can see how that would be offensive. I can, I can see how it would be in some cases. Um, Why is that, like, is that a thing that happens a lot in the boy-less community? Uh, yeah, I mean, not in Toronto per se, mm-hmm. but, like, but yeah, like, you, I mean, I've been to... That's a common gag that people yeah, kind of go to. it's, I mean, I think, in fairness to them, it's... Boyless doesn't quite have the history burlesque does. And so right. Boylesk had to draw, you know, to be a male performer in that scene. Um, you had to and you weren't and you're not doing drag. Yeah. So you had to draw from somewhere. And so I find like a lot of the there's exceptions, but I find from what I've experienced, um, a lot of the older uh Boyless acts follow more of a femme aesthetic. And I think that's because there's that's their that's the sea they're swimming in, and so that's what they see being used. And I don't think it's me- it's not meant as mockery by any means, mm-hmm. um, but that's what they're. That's probably from. where it's seeded from, though. That's I exactly mean, it. I mean, like I've seen also just like stand-up comedians um, that don't have tons of experience under their belt. The common tropes that they're going to go to is shitting on women. Yes, is you know or talking oh my, about their dicks. Talking like, to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Male hosts who talk about their dicks. Yeah, fucking happens all the Those time. Those are the like, tropes. We don't know what else to. Uh, people don't know what else to do, so they they're just so I they'll shit on their happen. girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah, they'll pick somebody out. Like I don't know. Like it's. I feel like we're getting less cruel to each other at least in these spaces yeah. i know there's a whole cruel world out there still but i think at least in these creative spaces we're being we we know more and more that these sorts of things are not okay um but yeah i mean it's it's just that's what we know like and again we're not we were raised in a patriarchal society not to be sexual and so what do we have to model ourselves off of like right. who's sexual women Right. You know, and so right. even even the, so, these performances, even the way like the kind of posing, like the kind of um, the arc, really is about being femme and to play on like. I think it's meant to be playful. And I think it's meant to have a kind of emancipatory feel to it because it's it's it is a challenge to masculinity. It's not a challenge to. It's not. It's not meant to be, uh, and often really isn't a mockery of. Um, of like the gender norms that we assign to women. It's what it's saying is, look at me, I'm coming out as a strong man. Ooh, I'm so tough. And then like, no, actually, you know, like this does, this isn't what masculinity has to be. That's what those, that's what these acts try and say uh, in my mind. That's, that's the, that's, that's probably the more generous, like baseline. But although I'm there's, there's always space for critique, obviously. But for me, I don't do that because, um, Again, like the audience who that's intended for, I'm like, I don't think women, um, I don't think fem- many female audience goers, uh, or as many as I'd like, I guess, find that particularly tantalizing. Yeah, are going to appreciate that. Yeah, as much. and yeah. I think so. I you yeah, know. and and if the if the idea with boylesque is sexy, is yeah. that the first thing it has to be? Do you think? Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm definitely not the person you'd, you'd ask to say, like, what are the rules or what aren't the rules. I think right. most people would say, like, you know, you, you go up there and do your thing. Like, there's a whole world of performers who vastly differ. Like, there's there's no there's no one way of doing it. Right, right, you right, know? right. Um, like, and definitely no, I would say, but I would say, like, as a tendency, um, no, it's probably not 
primarily sexy per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, there's a novelty of a man doing something that we don't often see a man do, mm-hmm. especially even at a burlesque show, especially at a burlesque show. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's kind of, it's kind of ultra kitschy, I find. Yeah. Like it's kind of super kitschy, which isn't my preferred style. Like I, yeah. I like a little bit of kitsch. Um, Me too. When even just I perform burlesque, like I, I'll do some wacky numbers when I'm working with like other dancers and stuff. But anytime actually I do just solo burlesque, I always kind of just do like a classic kind of fifties type of a tease. Mm -hmm. So it's kitschy in that way, but, and, and it's kind of like wink and hubba hubba. But, but other than that, it's pretty kind of classically sexy and kind of, kind of elegant and that just tends to be my style. Like I, I won't, I won't do maybe also cause I don't feel like I'm a comedic performer specifically. Right. So I'm not going to be gravitating. You can be very funny when you want to be. Like, <laughs> you can be so funny yeah, when you want to be. Yeah. And, and I think I have maybe more confidence to do that when I'm in a group performing in a group. But when I'm just by myself, I'm like, I'm going to stick to what I know. Yeah. I'm going to stick to kind of just doing this classic type of a, a yeah. number. Like, I don't think I'm funny enough to just do full kitsch. Like, and I, I love when performers do that, like yeah. just do a full kitschy number, and I'm like, good for you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I always, I, if I'm gonna be kitschy, I need a little bit of serious in it too. Like, I, I think like the Sandman act, where yeah. I'm, so I'm dressed as a Sandman and I'm, I'm giving out glitter and dreams to people, and then I run out, and so I have to take my clothes off to find more. Yeah, that's that's pretty kitschy, but I. I trying to be, you know, there's there's obviously a sexy element to it as well for like, sure. that I'm trying to blend with it, like. But um, that's about as kitschy as I'll get. I think I for feel. me, like, <laughs> I, I think my safety is to just do, like, a kind of a sexier number. I yeah. think that's a safe space for me. Yeah. Because I, I have a dance background. I have a long dance background. Right. Like, so just to do a straight up dance where I can be, like, pretty sexy. I think that's my safe. Yeah. Like, the... Well, you've got to, I mean, I think... There's obviously, like, there's veteran, there's grizzled performers out there who can do any kind of act really confidently, really comfortably. But for newer performers, like for myself, like, an audience can probably tell when I am or am not in my comfort zone. Going out of your box. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, for you sure. know, when I started, um, and we would sort of look at, like, different archetypes of performance styles, and so there's more comic, um, there's sort of, like, boy next door, kind of, like, cute, but, like, you wouldn't say dead sexy. And then there's sort of, like... There's like Sex Panther, you know, like <laughs> they, bomb. these archetypes had like <laughs> kind of slightly comical names to them, but uh, like that. And I'm like, I want to do that. I actually want to do that because I don't get to do that in an in overt your... way without feeling like, I don't know, creepy or trying too hard or pretentious in my day to day life. Like I would never, I don't know, like even just, even when I'm, if I'm approaching a, 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 a woman that I'm interested in or something like, I would never just like... <laughs> rip my shirt off in front of her, you know, or just, or like, or get up to her and like grind up and like, hey baby, like, watch my body move. Like, that's so weird. She looks so Watch my body move. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, so I'm like, ooh. But I'm like, but I do like expressing that kind of, like, I do like, like evoking those kinds of desires. Like, I do like being... Giving yourself the permission. Yeah, to to be a sexual object. And I think people, I think people obviously enjoy consuming that. And so that's what I wanted to do. But it took a while to to get comfortable even doing it, you know, because I'm like, I think, and that's why I think a lot of men default to comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they just don't see themselves that way. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier. And it means like, if you gaff doing something comic, you're not falling on your face as much, you know, whereas if you try and be, you know, if you're trying to hold a serious note, um, you can't, 
and then you can't you, drop that. Yeah, and then you yeah. fuck it up. You, it's you'll, like, you'll blow. Yeah, you're trying to keep a serious note, and you fuck it up. Like you've you've blown your cover. Yeah, we all know. Hey, wait a minute. You're not sexy. Yeah, like this. Like I mean, audiences are forgiving, obviously, but yeah. it, it shatters the the, the reality, fantasy, the yeah, fantasy, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it shatters created. that a bit. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like so, I have an act that. I, Barely, I'm not a good dancer, so I'm like, I'm barely dancing at all in this act. I'm a, I'm a barbarian, Viking, whatever. <laughs> and it's got, like, you know, it's it's got, like, a lot of gravitas to it, I guess. Um, it's not very, it's not silly at all, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's it, it's me trying to be really, really sexy. Yeah. And, I mean, so far people really like it, but I'm just thinking, like, wow, you know, like, if I goofed and dropped my sword like, in the middle of drawing it and had to scramble to pick it up, like, that would, that just, would just, like, that'd be like, nope, whole... this is just a dude dressed in furs and leather like yeah. that's that's what he is he's not actually a viking <laughs> yeah the, you know and like it just pops pops the bubble you know did it take a while to get to that point where you could really do that convincingly like for yourself like yeah believe yourself that you're this super sexy sex bomb yeah it did but you can see the you can see the uh the changes the in, evolution <laughs> like in the, like the sort of each act kind of is a little bit different, um, or is kind of like so. The Viking act is the most recent one I've put together, and you can see that this is this is me trying to say like, yep, I'm just doing something really sexy in and of itself. Like, there's no, there's really no. I mean, there's probably someone listening thinking like, dude, you're dressed as a Viking. Like, that's a little <laughs> silly, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's up there. It kind of fulfills a fantasy or mm-hmm. wish fulfillment. Um, but that's the kitsch part of it. Yeah, yeah I'm dressed as a like, Viking, and I'm could, fucking dead sexy yeah, doing I'm it. Yeah, I'm playing a sexy song. Like, I'm not out dancing to, like, um, like it's not some silly song about, like, looting and pillaging or anything. Like, this is, you know... Yeah, you can see, like, what, what it's trying to do. Like, there's no, like... Oh, now the barbarian starts, like, two-stepping or something. Like, doing something weird that you... Like, no, it's just... He's strutting around, and he's yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's posing, he's making eyes at the audience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, so things, yeah. the things a Viking would do. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what a Viking would do. <laughs> Not touch anyone without their consent. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm a model of a perfect Viking. Basic Viking Carry stuff. a latex sword? Not a real one, obviously. <laughs> like, let's be safe. Um, yeah, so it did take time. Uh, it still does take time. Uh, and I always, I'm kind of, I'm my harshest critic. Like I can't, Yeah, are you? I hate watching videos of myself. Like, or I, I do just cause I'm like, I want it to be, I know how I want it to look yes. uh, and I want it to be perfect, but that, that takes time and practice and yeah. Yeah. And you see every little kind of drop in character or, or confidence yeah. or yeah. When you even watch, if, even if my head's moving too much or like my body's moving away, I'm like, it's not, you're not supposed to be moving that part of your body. Yeah. Just like, like your tells and yeah. your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, dude, why are you moving so much? You know, like, that's, (laughs) like, my, uh, James and the Giant Pasty, so one of, like, my stripper dad, as as we call him. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You know, he's, like, I think one of the biggest things um, he is as a source of inspiration is just, like, how to be still and command the stage. Yeah, like, grounded and... Yeah, how to literally, how to not be moving or how to be moving very little but with intentionality and command a stage. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't act as a construction worker with a stop sign, like, stop and go. Mm -hmm. And when it's stopped, there's no movement. Mm -hmm. And obviously... And and people are going wild and all he has to do is turn this... He's turning his wrist. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's a lot of other stuff he's getting up to but, like, he's turning his wrist and people are losing it. it, And they lose it. And after... um, You know, and after people are thinking... And for some, the spell never even wears off, and they're thinking like, "Huh, that's crazy!" Like you, like I just, 
I just let like I just let this man do anything. He, like it was stop and go, and it was that simple. You know, yeah, and it's like brilliant. And, and, and I lost brilliant. my mind. Yeah. So yeah. to be able to do that, um, like very that's still, the dream. Especially that's like the dream. you know, yeah. Because like my day, I don't find I'm the greatest dancer, and that takes more time and effort to do for like the actual dance elements yeah. of it. So of I try and numbers. stay away from that. Do what I'm doing with like intentionality and purpose. And yeah. I mean, burlesque is like. And character. Yeah. yeah. You can see, like, the performers in the city who have a dance background, like, you can see it come out in their performances. But you also see really good performances where after it's done, or, like, in James's case, in, for, for, for that act, just, like, he didn't he didn't move too much from his spot. Like, he could stand there, he could roll, he could gyre, he could do his thing. Mm-hmm. But he's not, like, he's not, like, tap dancing across the stage yeah. or anything. You know what I mean? Like, he's not doing a pirouette. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or a handstand. <laughs> you know? But, like, it's not really, an audience doesn't really expect that. Yeah. You know, like they just, ex- they expect, um, I think a story, they expect to be told a story where the plot device is like nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I write erotica. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the plot. The plot is sex and the yep. sex is the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack, we're pretty much finished here. Wow. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. Would you like to tell people, um, do you have anything coming up or where they can find you uh, online? Uh, yeah, you can find me online on Instagram at jack sabbath to um i'm gonna be manning a con booth at at astra this weekend for a larp i help organize called elegy a doom punk larp it's post-apocalyptic in theme yeah and then my next show this month is may 19th at nocturne Mm -hmm. it's the bones and burlesque show Mm -hmm. and i think there's stuff coming up in june but I don't remember yet. Yeah, you can find me. At, I'll <laughs> be performing can... at Toronto Burlesque Festival yeah. um, on the opening night on the Thursday night. Wicked. Um, yeah. And they can find out all the information on your new shows on the, on your Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram. Yep. I'll post uh, when I'm not lazy. I will post like I will post big posters with like all the upcoming all shows. your dates. But yeah. at least you know you'll get a good week's notice of like what I'm going to be up to before. And you've got a lot of sexy happens. selfies and, um, yeah, I'm naked a lot. Yeah. On it. <laughs> a lot of butt selfies, butt bathroom, uh, yeah. uh shots. I've yeah, got the butt mirror. bathroom mirror down. Uh, <laughs> trying to get another butt, butt selfie in there with a different, uh, camera please, skill. Yeah. Please give us more butts. Yeah, we more really variety. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, everybody, thank you so much, Jack. This has been Jack Sabbath and I'm Aaron Pym. And this has been the bedpost podcast. Check back often because we release a new episode every Friday. And if you want to see bedpost live, the ruddy stage show runs at the social capital theater, the third Friday of every month at eight. And our next show is May 19th. Uh, for more information on everything bedpost, please visit us on Facebook at bedpost erotica on Instagram at the bedpost sex show or on our new website bedpost.ca lastly the bedpost podcast features original music by stephanie copeland who can be reached on facebook or at her website stephcopelandmusic.com